You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. And welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena joined by my guys, Frankie Cheech Stanfield. What's up? And making his triumphant return from the abyss, Michael F. Florio. What's going on, guys? What's up, Joey? So uh, we, we tweeted out... Uh, you know that our show's on air, and there's a lovely picture of a young, <laughs> a young Joe Galina. There's no uh, way. <laughs> oh, how did that happen? How did that happen? Guys? I have no idea. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> He's still a stud. Yeah. Uh, it's good to uh, have uh, the three of us uh, together. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I like that. That's pretty good. Um, so, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. Uh, we have a, a really. A uh, special guest. Later, we'll be talking some uh, Jaguars football. Lots to talk about, too. We have Mike K. Uh, you could follow him at Mike underscore E underscore K. And the K ends in an E as well. So we'll be talking to him. Uh, lots of news in terms of Leonard Fournette. And uh, you've got some, Mike, you've got some uh, important uh, ties to this. Uh, yes, this, I do. This upcoming Jaguars game. Yeah, <laughs> there's a chance that I could Mister Psycho Greg. There's a better <laughs> chance that Greg could Mister Psycho me. So it's all tied to D.D. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. He gets ten or less yards. Greg Mister Psycho's me. Mm-hmm. Two hundred or more, like he said he was going to mm-hmm. do. I Mister Psycho Greg. The odds are obviously heavily against me. Right. But I believe in my guy. There you go. And right. for those who don't know what a Mister Psycho <laughs> is, this was a, a wrestling move that. Mankind used to use where he would pull out a sock, put it over his hand, and then shove it in the opposing uh, wrestler's mouth until he would pass out. So either so this will chance Michael Florio or Greg could on get Fantasy it. BFFs, right? Monday yeah. through oh, Friday, yeah. Oh, yeah. eleven a.m. You could also catch it on the Fantasy Sport Network's YouTube channel. You can see these guys live and on TV. Uh, four teams on a buy this week, and then we don't have to worry about buys going forward. So. Uh, quickly before we go to commercial, how do you what do you, what do you strategize after this? I mean, I, personally, I try to get as many uh, handcuffs, maybe not even handcuffs, but just enough guys on my team with upside. Like I, I, I picked up James Conner, Le'Veon Bell's back up. I picked up uh, Dunbar. He's uh, who does he back up? He's the uh, running um, back uh, from Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, yeah. Try yeah, to get I, as many of those guys as possible. No? I, I think you get not only the handcuffs, but the upside guys. Like, I will drop. Like, I had guys like Kenny Stills, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Decker, guys like that that I needed for bye weeks. I'll drop those guys now to take a chance on a guy that I think has upside, like mm-hmm. a D.D. Westbrook, because you don't need those guys in your lineup anymore. But if one hits and really makes an impact, they could be a game changer for you. Absolutely. And, yeah, at this stage of the game, you might have some guys on your roster that you use because of the bye weeks that have no value for you anymore. So you got to check it out. We'll try to give you some suggestions. We're going to go through all the matchups for Week 11. We'll be right back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Got some new music in the mix. You guys know who this is? I know the song. I cannot tell you who sings it. Is it like... I don't know who it is. Uh, I believe it's Phil Collins. It's either Phil Collins or Genesis. I think it's Phil Collins when he went uh, solo. Studio. Yeah, some some 80s music. 80s music's pretty fun. I'm so with it. <laughs> you are. And, and you're into, like, 80s culture a little bit, especially after watching Stranger Things, too, no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not Very fun. much so into mm-hmm. it. I think we had a Stranger Things conversation either last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. You missed it, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Sorry, It's pretty Mike. legit, though. It's all good. Yeah. Have, have you? Are you into the Stranger oh, yeah. Things kind of yeah, thing? Yeah. I finished it the first week, and it was out. Yeah. 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 I think last week we finished. It was pretty pretty good. But uh, I'm with Frank. I think season one was a little yes. bit better. Yes. But. I completely agree. That, I, I went into season two, though, thinking season one was going to be better. Mm-hmm. A lot of Netflix shows have that issue. I feel like they come out, they do, they have a really good first season, mm-hmm. and then they become popular, and they're like, all right, now we have to top that for a second season. And mm-hmm. they, they usually don't. Right. Uh, one of the stranger things in football has been the demise of my New York Giants, right? I mean, at the start of the season, at least I thought that they had the kind of team that might go deep into the playoffs. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with it, Joe, as a Jets fan. <laughs> right. The, the Giants are having the season that the Jets were expected to have. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, they play the Chiefs in what should be uh, another loss for the Giants. But what do, what do you think about this game? A- anybody that you're obviously fading, obviously high on. I mean, let's face it, looks looks like this Giants team has quit on their coach themselves. You know, some of them, not everyone. But the the good thing that I heard was that some of the players kind of, you know, poli- were policing themselves in terms of, hey, guys, you know, they were reaching out to the guys that were... Yeah, I, I mean, you have to lose some respect for, like, guys on the Giants defense like Janoris Jenkins. Like, he's saying he's just playing bad, but, I, I mean... I don't buy it. It looks like a, a complete lack of, of hustle. Yeah, and they have to have a sense of pride, too. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, there was a video that surfaced last week of Eli Apple uh, <clears throat> when C.J. Beathard rolled out on that touchdown run that he had of Eli Apple just running out of bounds mm-hmm. and, uh, like, going away from the play, like, not, not even going towards C.J. Beathard to try and tackle him. And it's, it's just crazy. Like, Eli Apple was a first-round pick. Um it's not like he's entitled to anything. Like he still has to prove himself, and mm-hmm. I don't think Eli Apple has played up to the expect expectations of you know the organization or Giants fans. So it's just crazy to see it, it, that team has undoubtedly uh, quit so far to, the, uh, to this point in the season. And I think you get all your big name Chiefs in there. Obviously, like 
What I think Kareem thinking? Hunt can be the RB1 this week. Yeah. I honestly uh, do believe that. He was struggling a little bit going into the bye, but I mm-hmm. think you know giving him that time off, get him some fresh legs underneath him once again. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is a slam dunk, and I'm sure he's <laughs> going to be... I was just going to ask you, what do you think that he could do? I mean, you know, you're going to start him every week, but, you know, I mean, Garrett Selleck scored a touchdown against the Giants last week. I think a realistic <laughs> expectation is like 100 yards and a touchdown. At least one. At least one. Yeah. Like He could go off for 150 and two, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Tyreek Hill is inside my top five at wide receiver this week. Mm-hmm. We've seen Janoris Jenkins uh, burned last week by Marquise Goodwin for that long touchdown. Um, Robert Woods the week before. Sammy Watkins. Pass. Mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins. So they're picking up a lot of big plays. Tyreek Hill's going to have a big game. Alex Smith is in my top five. On the Giants side, side of the football, Eli Manning to me is probably the number one stream of the week. Mm-hmm. I had him you know, right around that uh, Marcus Mariota range, but he was my QB 14 on the week. Uh, you know, if you had a guy on a buy or something like that, you could pick him up. Um, he's ha- has multiple touchdown passes in two straight games. The Chiefs are allowing the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last uh, month of the season. They've allowed multiple touchdown passes in five of nine games. So the Chiefs' defense has not been good either. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I do like Orleans Darko quite a bit too. I mean, I have him aggressively ranked as my RB13 in standard leagues this week. So very strong, high-end RB2. Chiefs allow a ton of yards per carry, 4.8 second most in the league. Darko's actually top five in the NFL with 5.1 yards per carry. He's actually run very yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, uh, And he has something like 16 or more touches in three of his last four games. So he has been their guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Frank said. Like, I have Tyreek Hill as my number two wide receiver in standard. Alex Smith is in my top five. I have Eli Manning in my top 12. I think I have him 12. I'm not as high on Darkwa as him just because Darkwa hasn't really seen any of the carries near the goal line. Wayne Gallman has more than him. So I'm a little lower on Gallman. On uh, Darkwa, I have him like 17 or 18. But this is a game that should be a lot of fun for fantasy. But the way fantasy goes, would, would it be like all that shocking I, I think it, you can make a case it would be extremely shocking but at the same point in time would be like yep that's fantasy if like Travis Kelsey's the first tight end who doesn't get a touchdown <laughs> against the Giants it could, it's definitely going to happen that would it's definitely just be a, like a stranger thing kind of thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I'll be like oh yeah every tight end except Travis Kelsey yeah. has scored a touchdown this year like Travis Kelsey gets shut out tomorrow and has like a donut no <laughs> catches or anything like it would just be so fantasy football for I mean, that to we happen. say this every week but the two top other than I, I agree with you in terms of Eli being a decent streamer, but Evan Ingram, four straight games with a touchdown. He's, in your line, in your he's line a top five tight end going forward yeah, the rest of the Sterling year. And Sterling Shepard, 22 targets over the last top two Top five games. wide receiver for me. Yeah. He's a top five wide receiver this, mm-hmm. this week, Joey. I mean, that secondary just hasn't got it done. Marcus Peters, once they, um, yeah, other, they other, lost other. Eric Berry very mm-hmm. early on in the season, their defense just hasn't recovered since that injury, so mainly in the secondary. I have him top five in PPR, I want to say, state that. I have him top ten in standard, but I have him a little bit lower because when they get in the end zone, Evan Ingram uh, near the end zone, Evan Ingram is the top target. So I think he is a better PPR play than standard. All right, why don't we move on to uh, uh, another game? Uh, Lions at Bears. Uh, Bears have a kind of a sneaky defense, don't they? They do. They've been mm-hmm. really especially at well home this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, Matthew Stafford, three hundred thirty-six passing yards per game over the last four games, and uh, eight point six two passing passing yards per attempt. Uh, is he someone that you would uh, recommend starting? or I mean, who are you starting? Who are you fading in these games? I'm starting Matt Stafford. I mean, you look at what he's done recently. I, I know early on in the year the numbers weren't exactly what you want, but 
His last couple of games, 249, three touchdowns. The week before that, 361, two touchdowns. The week before that, 423, no touchdowns. That was against the Steelers, though, mm-hmm. who were extremely tough coming into that game. And the week before that, 312 and three touchdowns. So he's the last month, he has been a legit like top five QB, I want to say. I have him ranked this week, I believe. Uh, he's my seventh ranked quarterback. I'm using him. You're using Golden Tate. I have Golden Tate inside my top ten in PPR. Uh, I trust Marvin Jones as a wide receiver, too. The running backs, though, are the guys that I'm not crazy over on the Lions standpoint. And on the Bears, I think you use Jordan Howard. Obviously, the workload is going to continue to be there for him. And if you're desperate at wide receiver, I think you can consider Dontrell Inman. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Outside of that, you can't trust anyone on the Bears. Last week, Inman, uh, eight targets, six catches for 88 yards. Just based on volume, is he somebody, like you said, if you're kind of desperate, that you would consider using in, in maybe a, a deeper league, maybe a 14-team league? I have him in the wide receiver four range, but yeah, like if you're going that deep, then he's certainly in play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have him wide receiver 42 as well. So you know, just outside that top 36, he's a wide receiver four, I agree with Mike, kind of like a bi-week filler. I just worry about, are the Bears going to turn... Mitchell Trubisky loose again because last week they actually let him throw the ball. I think it was his most pass attempts on the season so far. Uh, he didn't look terrible either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that's something that they spoke about in their bye week and they came out and now they're trying to execute and get Mitchell Trubisky a little bit more involved and in, you know passing the ball down the field. If that's the case, then you know Dontrell Inman is you know a guy that you should own. He's one of these like upside plays that we were talking about earlier on that you want to take a chance on at this point in the season. That Bears defense that we were talking about, though, I mean, they have been very potent. They haven't allowed uh, multiple touchdown passes in a game through the air since week four against mm. the Green Bay Packers, and that was Aaron Rodgers. With that being said, I just think Stafford's floor is so high. Like, he's so safe. He's my QB 10. I think he's a solid QB 1 regardless. You do have to be careful, regardless. I was looking. Uh, the Bears have allowed just over 10 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks over the last four games. So you guys bring up good points. It, it's but, true, yeah. but when he played the Steelers, the Steelers hadn't allowed more mm-hmm. than 246, and right. they allowed multiple touchdowns once. I know the touchdowns weren't there from that game, but he threw for 400 yards. Mm-hmm. Like Matthew Stafford, to me, is kind of matchup proof. Like He's going to get his, especially lately. The, the Lions realize he stopped running the ball as much, and they're, they're putting yeah. the ball in the hands of Matt Stafford and letting him do his thing. I'll say this, though, Don, about Don Chalinman. This was a guy that last year, I, I owned him down the stretch in some leagues. He was a guy that you could start more, a lot of weeks. Yeah. See, looking at his game log from last year, he had a lot of big games. Mm-hmm. And you all would call me crazy a couple of weeks ago, but I actually have Donchell Inman ranked a spot higher than Jordy Nelson this week. Wow. Well, last week uh, you suggested right not starting him, him uh, Nelson, last week. Uh, Frank, I, and you were right. If you look at what he did, I think yeah, I don't like Jordan him this Nelson. week either against mm-hmm. the Baltimore Ravens. That's a, that's a very yeah. tough secondary uh, with with Jimmy Smith and Brandon Carr there. Uh, so I have Dentrell in one spot behind Jordy Nelson. But if you wanted to take a shot on the upside, I have I have no problem doing so. So running backs, you're starting Jordan Howard no matter yep. what, right? I mean Amir Abdullah, uh, not crazy about him. I think he's a low end RB two. And Riddick, are you yep. starting him at all? I know he has value in PPR leagues, but even this year, you know he's on pace for maybe. I think less than 60 receptions. I think he's a solid flex in PPR for bye weeks or in half-point PPR, a low-end flex. I don't think you necessarily have to get him in your lineup. The Bears have been good against running backs as well. Abdullah, I think he's a low-end RB2 just based on the running back landscape. When we come back, Mike Kay will join us. We'll be talking Jags football. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Back on the Fancy Sports Radio Network, a rocket version of Let It Go bringing us back in. Weekend Fancy up to Joe Galina, Frankie Cheech Stanfo, Michael F. Florio, Pete Story producing our show. And we're happy to have a special guest with us, Mike K. He is the Jaguars beat writer for First Coast News. You could follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore E underscore K, and the K ends in an E, K-A-Y-E. Mike, how are you? I'm well. How about you guys? Doing great. want to uh, thank you for joining us uh, this weekend, and uh, it's, it's uh, an exciting time to be covering the Jaguars, no? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is my third season covering them, and obviously after those last two, it's kind of a, a change of pace. But, mm-hmm. you know, so far so good. Yeah. So let's get right into it. I uh, want to talk about uh, rookie running back sensation Leonard Fournette. Got off to a blistering start at a TD in each of his first six games. Then uh, he missed a, a game due to an ankle injury. He was expected to start week nine, but uh, he was a healthy scratch due to a violation of a team rule. And now he's questionable for this week. Uh, first of all, is this a reaggravation of that same ankle injury that kept him out? You know, um, he had, well, it is the same ankle, uh, his right ankle. It's more of they wanted to rest him. And uh, he told us in the locker room Wednesday that he is feeling fine, feels as good as it's been. Uh, we've just been told that he's been resting it. So it's a situation where I think it's going to linger throughout the, the year, but I don't think it's as bad as him having a setback. So do you think he actually plays on Sunday? I mean, if he does, uh, is he going to be limited? I mean, should, should we be concerned as fantasy owners? If he does play, I do think he will be limited. Um, he said the other day that he is not thrilled about the cold weather. Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously, as you odd. know, when you when – you, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, uh, when you take the hits that you're taking in the cold weather, it's probably not the best thing for an injury, especially mm-hmm. if you're having a lot of pain. Um, I would expect them to use a running back by committee look if he does play. If he doesn't play, you're looking at a lot of T.J. Yeldon, a lot of Chris Ivory. Which one do you think would, would see the most usage if Fournette was to sit? Would it be Yeldon or Ivory or a mix of both? And even if Fournette is limited, do you does that mean that one of those two will be – heavily used even if Fournette plays? If Fournette plays, I would expect T.J. Yeldon to be the guy that gets more of the looks because he's their third down back. He's their best receiver out of the backfield. This is going to be a game where if 
the Browns, who are a top-five run defense, shut down the run early, you're going to want to make up for that running game with short passes to the running backs and the tight ends. And I think T.J. Yeldon can have a good game whether Fournette plays or not. Uh, if Fournette doesn't play, I think the, the touches will be distributed pretty equally. Chris Ivory only played about eight snaps in this last game when Fournette played, uh, when the run was basically shut down by the Chargers. But I think in a game like this, you have a veteran, Chris Ivory, who's used to playing in the cold, can run hard. He'll get uh, quite a few carries if Fournette's not around. And speaking of uh, Jaguars rookies, we know D.D. Westbrook is expected to make his debut this week. This was a guy who had a lot of hype in the preseason after those some of those monstrous performances he put up. Has been banged up, but finally now looks like he's going to make his debut. How much usage can we expect from D.D. Westbrook? And, and really what I need to know, because we have a bet on here, is, it, is he going to get at least 10 receiving yards tomorrow? Yeah, I think he'll get at least 10 receiving yards. Um, I think it'll be a situation where he's the number three target as a wide receiver. Um, I would use him on gadget plays. I think end of rounds will, will work. Uh, he ha- he's, you remember, he's only 180 pounds at six foot. Corners are going to press him a lot. You get a veteran Gordon and Jason McCourty. Uh, you've got a guy uh, like uh, Brian Bodie Calhoun who can play in the slot if they use – uh, use uh, Didi in three wide receiver sets. He's not going to have the debut he thinks he is. We interviewed him on our radio show uh, Wednesday, and he said he was expecting a 200-yard game. I would think that it'd probably be something like three catches for 39 yards. Yeah, I, so me and another host here at the network actually made a bet. I don't know if you're into wrestling. If If he does get over 200 yards... I get to Mr. Sacco, the other host, and if it's under two hundred, uh, under ten yards, he gets to Mr. Sacco, me. So you're saying you think no, neither one of us are going to win that bet? But I, I guess if yeah, I, I don't. I think both of your I think both of your fingers are probably. I mean, both of your sets of fingers are probably going to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Because I, I really don't want to get Mr. Sacco. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Frank Stanfield here. Uh, I wanted to ask, what has been the one thing that has led to the establishment of a winning culture for the Jaguars this season? Is it just the presence of Tom Coughlin? Is it, is it the emergence of you know, Leonard Fournette or, or you know, really the maturation of this defense or, or a combination of all three? Uh, what would you say about that? So I, th- I would say there's definitely two things. Uh, Doug Marone has brought in a, uh, a, you know, an old-school mentality that a lot of – guys at successful colleges are used to you know the Jimbo Fishers the Chip Kelly's the the um you know Nick Saban's those guys are are dictators I mean like that's what they do and I think Doug Marone's kind of brought that and then you brought up the maturation of the defense Calais Campbell Barry Church and A.J. Boye have made a ton of difference since being brought in from pre-agency Todd Wash is one of the best defensive coordinators in the league he showed that with limited talent last year um, Yannick Ngakwe, Dante Fowler, Jalen Ramsey, all those guys have matured as well. So it's a situation where the old parts are starting to grow and the new parts are helping with that ascension. And Todd Wash has is, is really become a very good defensive coordinator in his second year. So um, any chance that you think that uh, Blake Bortles could pull uh, Trent Dilfer and lead the Jags deep into the playoffs or – there we even say, you know, a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, personally, I love, you know, teams with a great defense. I think they could go deep into the playoffs. I mean, uh, 
what do we think about Bortles? Well, I think Bortles is a guy who, if you limit his the decisions that he has to make, he'll do well. Um, you know, he has been a guy who his streak of 240 passing yards and a touchdown is second only to Tom Brady right now. Hmm. I believe it's the last seven games. Uh, so, you know, he's a guy, if he's not asked to throw it a ton, he'll do well. You saw him against the Chargers. He threw 51 times. He had probably the best three first quarters of, of his career in that game. And then the fourth quarter, he threw two awful interceptions just because he was beaten up, had to abate a lot of sacks, made some, finally made some poor decisions because he was throwing 51 times. I think he's a guy, if you can throw under 25 times, you're going to have success with. If not, and the game's all about him, you're going to lose. So looking a little bit past this year, we saw the Jaguars have become more of a, a team that relies on the defense and has run the ball, and Marquise Lee, Alan Hearns, and I of D.D. Westbrook coming up. Allen Robinson is a free agent at the end of this year. Do you think the Jaguars are going to try to re-sign him, or do you think they're going to let him hit the open market and, and see if he can get a bigger deal elsewhere? Well, I think there's a caveat. I think they'll try to re-sign him to a team-friendly one-year prove-it deal. It's just a matter of whether Allen Robinson takes it you know if it's in the range of six to eight million maybe he says you know what i'll go somewhere else play for 10 million and do kind of what alshon jeffrey's doing uh with the eagles so i think that's kind of where it is i think both sides would be pretty dumb to sign a long-term deal just because if you're alan robinson you're not going to get a lot of guaranteed money coming off an acl and a and a rough third year and then if you're the jaguars you know if you under undercut Allen Robinson, I mean, you know, he might bulk and, and leave somewhere else. All right. You've uh, been listening to uh, Mike K. He covers the Jaguars for First Coast News. You could follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore E underscore K, and you spell K, K-A-Y-E. Mike, great stuff. Appreciate you spending some time with us this weekend. Sure thing, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Hope to talk to you again soon. So, good stuff from uh, Mike K. Uh, he, he put my mind at yeah, ease I was a gonna little ma- bit. I was going to ask, you Just feel better now? A little bit, yeah. About the uh, whole Sacco situation? Yeah, I, I do. And I think what he said is interesting because I think whether Fournette plays or not tomorrow, though, mm-hmm. TJ Yeldon, I, I mean, I think he's a sneaky play, especially in PPR formats. This is a guy who had six, six catches last week. Mm-hmm. We saw the uh, the first game where Leonard Fournette sat out. He was really the one that put up the big numbers, not Chris Ivory. So I think TJ Yeldon is a sneaky play tomorrow. Yeah, Brown's number one rushing defense when you take into consideration yards per attempt allowed with 3.1. So maybe a, a guy like a Yeldon who catch and passes it out of the backfield would be a, a better option for the Jaguars tomorrow. And uh, Mike Kay also, he, he said he's going to be, he'll, he might play, but he's going to be, that Fournette uh, will probably be limited. Yeah, it's so crazy what's going on here with the ankle injury mm-hmm. and the, the cold weather. I mean, you play in the NFL, mm-hmm. man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be cold. You play deep into you know December, January, especially if they're trying yep. to go into the playoffs. Too. Well, the thing is, he's from Louisiana, played at LSU. I- I'm sure that LSU traveled to cold, you know, cities to play. No, uh, <laughs> last word on this uh, Jaguars versus Browns. Isaiah Crowell's last two games. Pretty decent. I mean, not fantastic. I mean, 5.7 yards per carry, two touchdowns, five catches, 59 yards, averaging uh, a little over 18 fantasy points per game. Uh, Starting to see a little bit of what we expected out of him earlier in the year. 
Yeah, it's certainly been encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I liked them a lot last week going up against the Lions, who were allowing touchdowns to opposing running backs. Uh, but really, they don't want Deshaun Kaiser trying to challenge those cornerbacks on the outside. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're going to see you know, a lot of Crowell again up the middle, mm-hmm. throwing the ball to Duke Johnson out of the backfield yeah. as well. All right, when we come back, we'll continue breaking down Week 11 for you on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galeno along with Frankie Cheech Stanfield, Michael F. Florio, Pico Sidori producing our show. Did you recognize what that was? It's nothing but a heartache. It was like a metal version <laughs> yeah, yeah. of like, I want it that way. That I, like, I like the new music that they incorporated this this morning. Little Van Halen before a little uh, little Queen. Pete Contadori listens to uh, heavy metal pop covers in his free time, and that's what we're getting now. <laughs> but we, which did, I'm I'm totally in on. But we did learn that uh, he listened to no music in the '90s, so he's got some catching. Certainly up to no hip hop. <laughs> Only metal covers of him. There you go. So uh, why don't we uh, take a, a look at the uh, Dolphins Buccaneers game? If uh, you guys out there uh, need some lineup help, uh, give us a call eight four three. What's the number you're again, guys? 844-843-6879. I knew it was something like that. You could tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. Uh, but Dolphins Buccaneers, uh, you said that, uh, Frankie said Eli, number one streamer. Where does uh, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback for the Bucks? is he somebody that you would stream? He gets Mike Evans back this week. I actually have him as the, the third best stream. So I have mm-hmm. Eli Manning, QB 14. I have Blake Bortles, QB 15. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, QB 16. So in that order, you know, if you're looking for a guy to fill in for a Cam Newton this week, um, those are the three guys that I'm looking at. And look, the Dolphins defense got absolutely thrashed on Monday Night Football yes. in prime time against Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made Cam Newton look like MVP Cam Newton. Right. And, you know, running the ball down the field, throwing the ball. We know Ryan Fitzpatrick can use his legs a little bit as well. Like you mentioned, get my, uh, gets Mike Evans back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we saw what a big wide receiver in Devin Funches can do last week, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm expecting big things out of Mike Evans in this yeah. game. Um, yeah, Dolphins given up uh, 11 total TDs to quarterbacks over the past four weeks. Of course, a lot of that was uh, due to the Monday night game. And yeah. Dolphins given up 40 or more points in two of their last three games. So uh, I think he might be a, a decent streamer like, uh, like you, you uh, agreed. Mikey? Yeah, I, I agree with Frank on that one, and I'm just. Do you seeing, ever disagree with Frank? No, no, no. But I am just seeing We're right now. Friends. I don't disagree <laughs> that uh, apparently Sterling Shepard is being added to 
he has an illness, so he was oh added God. to the injury report. So that's what I'm I'm currently looking into right now. Hmm. Just give him some uh, St. Joseph. He's listed uh, as questionable. I'm hoping he plays because, like I said, yeah. top five mm-hmm. wide receivers. So. Give the guy some NyQuil and sleep it off. Come exactly, on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, on the Dolphins side of things, Joey, yes. I mean, I went on a rant this week about Kenyon Drake and his usage uh, with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, this team is averaging 15.2 points per game overall. Yeah, Joey, they're, they're mm-hmm. the worst offense in the NFL mm-hmm. by far. It's not close. And I think a lot of it comes with the coaching decisions that they've made. I mean, Drake is averaging 9.4 yards per carry since Jay Ajayi left. Damian Williams has 16 carries for 33 yards, Joe. Mm-hmm. That's just around two yards per carry. Like, what more does Kenyon Drake need to do in order to earn more touches? In the first game without Jay Ajayi, he played 55% of the snaps. Last week he played forty four percent of the snaps. It just doesn't make sense that the guy breaks off you know a forty yard run yeah. in that first game without a Jai. He's and definitely his the usage, more explosive uh, running back of the two. And yeah, he certainly is. His usage went down last week, mm-hmm. so I'm expecting that to go back up. They, if they want to score some points, they got to get this guy in the game. I don't care if he needs to work on his pass protection. Use him on early downs. Uh, he's got to, in my opinion, get you know at least close to fifteen plus touches. And if he does that, he will pay off as a very solid RB two. The Bucks are allowing the six most fantasy points to running backs over the last month. Uh, so, Adam Gase and Miami Dolphins, if you're listening, please give Kenyon Drake I know they listen every week. Adam Gase apparently had a quote. I don't remember exactly what he said after the game, but he had a quote that said something like, oh, if Kenyon Drake was up to... Uh, if he knew all the pass protection things, he would have been on the field a lot more. Mm-hmm. That's on you. This guy's been on your team the last two right. years. Why yeah. does he not know all the pass protection plays? Like, it makes no sense Adam to Gase me. Adam Gase ends up saying some strange stuff to the media, too. Remember when he talked about... He holds no punches. Yeah, when he was talking about Jay Ajayi and, you know, we don't have to swing for the fences every, every time out. I mean, come on. And then Jay Ajayi <laughs> went to the Phillies, and he, uh, to the Eagles. He yeah. swung for the fences, yeah. and he had that huge touchdown run. Yes. So right after that. like the, Almost like the week after. Yeah, it was his first game with... with Philly. So, um, Jarvis Landry, I mean, I know you're going to start him every week, but uh, leads the league, the team in red zone targets with nine uh, t- touchdowns in five of his last six games. I mean, he's already tied his career high. So, I mean, part of that, I guess, Devontae Parker missed a little time uh, due to injury, but he's been getting his targets as well. But Jarvis Landry really playing above and beyond. I mean, he was always great in PPR, but now he's scoring touchdowns. Yeah, the thing is, though, the last couple of weeks, he's kind of needed those touchdowns because you look at his yardage totals, 42, 32, 33. I know he's had at least five catches in those mm-hmm. games, so that makes up for it. In PPR, yes. he's always going to be a solid wide receiver, two In standard, usually he's in the wide receiver three range, but those touchdowns have really boosted his value. If those start to go away, though, mm-hmm. like you said, he's already tied his career high. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to start to see Jarvis Landry come back down more into that low-end wide receiver two range because the yardage really hasn't been there the majority of games this year. Has Julius Thomas climbed up your guys' ranks? Uh, touchdowns in each of the last two games. I know only two catches for eight yards last week, but before that he had some uh, some better numbers. But touchdowns in, in the last two weeks, standard uh, league, maybe does his value go up for you at all? Or not he, enough yet. He's my tight end 19 in the week. I mean, if you're really, really struggling to find someone this week, I think you can do worse. I mean, that Bucks defense has been susceptible all year to the past, whether it's, you know, over the middle, on the outside. It just hasn't been a great defense. Of course, they look like a great defense against my New York Jets last week, <laughs> but 
you know, those things tend to happen. Uh, I, I have him right behind, you know, Eric Ebron, Hunter Henry, Charles Clay. I like Ben Watson. I like Mercedes Lewis as, as stream guys uh, better than Julius Thomas if you're going out and looking for a tight end this week. Uh, so I'm not necessarily in on him. Uh, for Jarvis Landry, I think we really missed a boat on him this year. Like, we were just so enamored with Devontae Parker. We thought that, like, everything and was Cutler's going to go ability away. ability to throw deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It... it on paper, it looked it set up like it was going to be Devontae Parker, and he was getting a lot of the preseason hype. Um, we had Jay Cutler talking him up like, oh, he's a faster Alshon Jeffrey, and we yeah. really, really fell into that, which caused uh, Jarvis Lenzer to slip down draft boards. I mean, mm-hmm. this was a guy that was going around like wide receiver 25, wide receiver 30, started slipping. Right now, in points per game, he's the 10th best wide receiver in PPR leagues this year. So, he's on pace for 100 receptions, no? What's crazy is he's averaging like 7.7 yards per catch. Mm-hmm. So like Mike mentioned, like he's not he's getting catches. Mm-hmm. He's just not getting a lot of yards. So uh, I, I still do like him a lot in this matchup. Uh, but you know, you're right. If the touchdowns start to go away, mm-hmm. um, obviously that's going to, to hinder his production. I do like the fact that they called out Devontae Parker a little bit, though, this week. I, I want to see a little bit more fire from him, get him involved more uh, early on in the games, not just like this garbage time once you're already out of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully that, that lights a fire under him. Uh, I think he has a very good matchup against the Tampa Bay Bucks this week. He's inside my top 20 at wide receiver. On the Bucks side, uh, this Wednesday will be the two-year anniversary since Doug Martin last uh, rush for 100 yards in a game. 11-22, He's not been good. No, 3.02 yards per carry last 12 games. That's dating back to last season. Four straight games without a touchdown. Last week, we saw Peyton Barber uh, play a little bit more, but then in uh, that was in week nine. Week 10, Peyton Barber didn't play as much. You know, we thought we would maybe see a trend, but Doug Martin just not been good. Doug Martin is what Doug Martin is. Like, the volume always warrants him being in the low-end RB2 discussion, I feel like, at least. But I feel like Doug Martin, you can make the case, has been one of the bigger busts this year. Like, the people who drafted him waited three weeks, stashed him on the bench. Probably week four didn't have him in the lineup because, remember, there was a lot. It was a short week. He only had two days to practice with the team. There was a lot of questions. How much is he going to get to play? Mm -hmm. All that. He ended up having 74 yards and a touchdown that game. And since then, really hasn't done much. I know the week after that, 53 yards and a touchdown, fine. That That's all well and good. Really, besides that, though, he's been awful. He's not doing much in the passing game. The the rushing, the yards per carry has been terrible. So I want to say that if Jaquez Rogers had played a little better, a bit better earlier in the season, you know, he might have seen more playing time now, especially with Martin struggling. But yeah, you're you're maybe yeah. I don't I don't know. You're not wrong there. But yeah. you look at it. The, the volume that Doug Martin is going to get, he had 20 carries this week. I know the week before that we saw him get benched, but then every week before that, 18, 20, 14, 13, I'm like, the, the volume has only been going up. And because of that, again, like I said, I think he warrants being in the mm-hmm. low-end RB2 discussion every week. But, man, he's more weeks than not, he's left you wanting more. Yep. I have him as my RB18 this week. I think you you probably have to get him in your lineup. I yeah, have him right behind Kenyon Drake, yeah. Adrian Peterson, Lamar Miller, uh, ahead of guys like Abdullah, Deion Lewis, uh, Isaiah Crowell. But it, it really just goes to the matchup. The Dolphins made Jonathan Stewart. Mm. Jonathan Stewart looked very good yeah. on Monday night, which mm. is crazy. They allowed over 200 rushing yards total to running backs and two touchdowns. They've allowed four rushing touchdowns to running backs over their last two games. So if there's any game that I think Doug Martin can get it done, it should be this one. If he doesn't, however, 
then we're talking about he's no better than a flex moving forward because this is the perfect matchup uh, just watching what the Dolphins' defense has allowed to running backs, uh, especially recently over the last two games. What did you think about Chris Godwin last week? Uh, led Buccaneers receivers and snaps played. Uh, shared the team lead in passing targets with 10, five catches, 68 yards. I know his target share is probably going to drop this week because Mike Evans is back, but do you think that maybe eventually he could uh, overtake maybe Humphreys? No, I think they're different kinds of players. Mm-hmm. Humphreys is a slot receiver, and that's exclusively where he really plays. God, uh, Godwin is a guy who they line up on the outside, which mm-hmm. is why coming into last week, I was actually talking him up a little bit as a, a deeper sleeper because I... the um. Dirk Cutter said he was going to play exclusively in the Mike Evans role and, and was going to run the routes that Mike Evans runs. So I, I thought that could have bode well for him. But, yeah, he's really not going to be much more than a guy what he was all year, in my opinion, where he's going to get a handful of snaps, maybe see a target or two every game. But, I mean, their offense is what it is. All their guys have Roster their own role. on a 12-team league? No, 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 not anymore. 14? I could, I could see him overtaking Adam Humphreys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be much more excited about him in a dynasty league mm-hmm. if they didn't have, like, Deshaun Jackson yeah. signed for the contract that mm-hmm. he did because they used a high draft pick on him. Uh, but for now, this season, I don't think he's going to have much relevance. All right, when we come back, we'll continue breaking down Week 11 in the NFL. Week 11. Weekend Fantasy Update. We'll be back. Playing Daily Fantasy Basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome products. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. It really takes you back, doesn't it? Near far. Wow, <laughs> Big Titanic fans, guys, or what? I haven't watched it since I was like a kid. Mm-hmm. And I know it's incredibly long. It's like three hours, yeah. right? And we know the ending, right? No, no surprise there. I'm not a huge like I, I like the movie, but yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio is my favorite actor, though. Is he really? Yes, by far. What's what's your favorite movie? Uh, Shutter Island. Really? But I, everyone I, always is surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've seen a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. Why would that be surprising? That was really good. That a lot because it's not that like, Inception. Were it's not what he's known for. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there, there's so many movies you could name that you, that you think of. Like, with give me, Leonardo give me the top three or so. The, uh, that uh, like. Gangs of New York is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Shutter Island is my favorite. Uh, third would be hard. Catch Me If You Can is really good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, that, yeah, The Wolf of Wall Street. Guy, yeah, that was, a, that was a good role for him. I didn't like, the, like, I liked The Revenant, the one that he actually won the Oscar for, yeah. but it, it wasn't even close to my favorite of mm-hmm. his. There's so many that he's in. The Departed is awesome. Oh, yeah. Basketball Diaries. Like, I, that might so be my many. favorite uh, movie of his, The Departed, to tell you the truth. I kind of view him as a secondary guy in that movie, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Matt Damon was the lead, I think. Yeah. Matt well, Co-leads, yeah. All right, just want to remind our uh, audience that if uh, they're thinking of giving DFS a try, Fantasy Factor is the perfect 
daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. Flatter prize pools, smaller fields, and single entry contests only. Fantasy Factor runs NFL and NBA free rolls every week. That's right, free entry. Just simply sign up and enter. Visit FantasyFactor.com. So I didn't know that about you, that you're a big uh, DiCaprio fan. Is that, is that your favorite actor uh, overall? Or yeah. yeah. How about you? Do you have a favorite actor overall? Do you have one guy? Uh, there's, n- there's no one that really... Name an actor that you like that hasn't been accused of uh, sexual misconduct. No. Uh, <laughs> God, Joe. <no. laughs> Leo, right? Yeah, so far. I like Denzel Washington a lot. Mm-hmm. He's good. All right, why don't we, uh, in, the, in the limited time we have before we go to commercial, a little bit of the Thursday night game. Uh, so Antonio Brown finally had an Antonio Brown kind of day, helped our buddy uh, producer Pete Considori. Martavis Bryant, they tried Joey, to get him involved. Yes. Did you have flashbacks to the Super Bowl on that last touchdown catch for uh, oh, with Antonio the, the Brown? the helmet? That yeah. was pretty cool. Right. I, I like it. The uh, I forget, uh, was it Collinsworth who said uh, Tyree? Yeah. <laughs> would be watching that. But they also mentioned that uh, Bryant's got some issues, right, in terms of, you know, uh, Roethlisberger telling him to turn this way, but he turned the opposite way like previous weeks. I mean, they're trying to get him the ball, but that's happened just all not season long. Yeah, him, him. You go to their sideline, you see him and Big Ben arguing. You mm-hmm. know, he's not running the right routes. They're not on the same page. So, I don't know. I don't know what what's going on with Martavis Bryant, but you know, maybe the fact that he's not you know toot toot tooting anymore. <laughs> maybe it's kinda, he needs kind of right? got his it's kind of got his brain all, <laughs> all all fuzzed up and stuff. You know, he can't remember the playbook, but. uh you know, he played the third most snaps in that game. He mm-hmm. was clearly behind Juju Smith-Schuster, who played 67 mm-hmm. uh, total snaps. That was 89% of their snaps overall, the most that he's played uh, in a game as a Steeler so far this season. So Juju is that number two guy mm-hmm. now. And for people who started him and they're kicking themselves in the mm-hmm. butt like, oh, you know, he didn't have a good game, the analysis wasn't wrong mm-hmm. because the Tennessee Titans secondary played very poorly. The problem was it just all went to Antonio Brown. You right. know, if Antonio Brown scores two touchdowns instead of three and one of those goes Juju's way they were not worried about Juju Smith-Schuster but that's just, how I'm viewing the situation just want to bring up we talk about Ben Roethlisberger and his home away splits check out Marcus Mariota uh, 13.075 fantasy points per game on the road compared to 17.14 at home he's got his own home away splits keep that in mind as you uh, put him in your lineups going forward we'll be back with more week 11 analysis on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend Fantasy Update.